1: a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Anytime there is a big-time commitment for the football program, uh, Gabby and I would effort to bring to you an instant reaction podcast. And so that is definitely the case here with Miami landing a quarterback commit for this 2024 class with Judd Anderson giving his pledge to the Hurricanes – at six foot six and two hundred and twenty pound quarterback, out of Jones County High School in Gray, Georgia, which is just outside of Macon, Georgia, uh, he's a three-star prospect at this stage. Number fifty-one overall quarterback in the country, according to twenty-four-seven Sports. I do think it is worth mentioning that rankings are quite fluid at this stage of the evaluation process. Still more to Evaluate, watch, and learn about Judd Anderson. He did throw for 1776 yards with 15 touchdowns, 13 interceptions while completing 56.5% of his passes, rushed for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Gabby, you've been hinting a while that you know Judd was a top target for the Miami Hurricane staff in this 2024 cycle he pulled the trigger on the commitment today after spending some time down in Coral Gables this week take us through this process of miami identifying going all in on anderson and eventually landing the commitment
0: yeah you know again like this is this is someone that they they offered in early march and I think that immediately they were intrigued by a ton of the tools that he had. I mean, he has that. I mean, you you talked about his frames, you know, the six foot six frame. I mean, got eyes on him on Thursday, you know, really the day that he, you know, walked basically the day that he gave those guys a a commitment, uh, you know, before leaving the facility after after his uh, first uh, unofficial visit with the program. Uh, you know, he, 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 checks off all those boxes. I mean, Shannon Dawson likes bigger quarterbacks. I mean, look what he did with Clayton tune at Houston. Um, again, that, that's just what he, he likes. You see what Miami has in the room now with Tyler Van Dyke, who's a big dude, Emory Williams, who's getting nice reviews. And now Judd Anderson, a big six foot six guy. Uh, they like that, you know, he's going to be a big athletic, uh, you know, you see the basketball background average double, double 19 points per game, 16 rebounds as a sophomore, um, you know, so he has the athleticism, you know, to, to move around in the pocket, he's going to be durable. Uh, I think that they like that. He has a, a lot of natural arm talent. And again, I think they still feel like you know, that's a a part of his game that could still be developed. Uh, I think they're really excited about the traits. And again, I think quarterback is one of those positions where you have to kind of bank on certain traits, David. And uh, it seems like Shannon Dawson knows what he likes, knows what he's looking for. And like you said, this is is still very early in the evaluation process, especially at the quarterback position where uh, guys can definitely emerge. And, you know, as they go through that camp season of the Elite 11 and the summer circuit, and uh, of course, their senior years, there's still so much room to improve. But uh, again, I think that there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, people in Coral Gables like about Judd Anderson. And I think it's led to them really, uh, you know, people have been talking We've been talking about Aaron Noland and all these other guys. But I mean, they've been recruiting Judd Anderson as hard as they've been recruiting any other quarterback. Um, you know, again, I think this is someone that he has established a really great relationship with these guys. Um, and it wasn't super surprising. I think on one of the podcasts before all this came to fruition, it kind of felt I I think I had said that like, you know, if things don't start going necessarily well with air, or you know, again, I feel like things could really pick up quickly with Judd Anderson, and that's exactly what happened here. Um, and again, Miami, Miami has their guy. This is this is someone that they really, really want in this class, and I know that they're stoked to have him.
1: So Judd the player, you know, just watching his tape, what stands out? Obviously. His frame, hard to miss. And and you mentioned it. We saw him on Thursday morning out at UM's most recent practice. And his frame does check out 6'6. Six, six, I'd say he's about 220. I think on his profile it says 210, but I bet he's in that 220 range. Um, also on tape, Big Arm stands out. He's a guy that can throw it deep, can throw it outside the numbers deep. And that is a prerequisite in this Shannon Dawson air raid offense. You have to be able to make that throw, and he definitely can. He also does have some arm talent in terms of understanding how different types of throws require different trajectories uh, depending on those situations. When he throws it deep, he does a nice job of, of putting the air under the ball to allow those receivers to go get it. Uh, When he's throwing into tighter windows, he understands when he needs to throw a flatter ball to maybe fit it in there uh, quickly. He's not a runner, but I do think he has the mobility that's good in terms of pocket mobility and the ability to extend plays, throw on the run. Uh, You mentioned him being a basketball. I like that profile of being a basketball player, particularly here. Uh, You know, as a junior, it seems like he's transferred to a school that, you know, maybe his role is a little bit different in terms of scoring and rebounding, but he is, he essentially plays as their center and does a good job of blocking shots and getting rebounds. So I like that he takes on that aggressive defensive mentality in basketball. Um, You know, I, I think the interceptions of course are too high. He had 13 interceptions that needs to get cut down. And I think his passing percentage is too low as well. It was right around, I think, 56%. And so that needs to keep getting better. But I think the bottom line is he's a guy that is a developmental guy uh, with some traits that are intriguing. And to me, this this evaluation kind of comes down to what Miami thinks about his mentality and approach to improving. I think Miami has nailed that with the last two quarterbacks in particular, in Jakari Brown and Emery Williams. Both those guys are wired to be accountable and embrace the work and process it takes to improve at the craft over time. And high school rankings, look, there's no doubt. Judd Anderson is not going to wow anyone with his high school ranking. I think he's like the 50th quarterback in the country. 51st quarterback in the country according to 24-7 sports uh, but this this high school evaluation and this high school ranking is just the starting point of a process and if Judd is wired the same way that Jakari is wired and the same way that Emery is wired then this is going to be a nice little addition and uh, you know quite frankly I think there are some parallels in terms of recruitment to last year's emory williams commitment you know emory not the highest rated guy miami got on him even late uh in terms of quarterback timelines they didn't offer him until late april he got invited to the elite 11 in early june committed to miami in late june competed at the elite 11 and showed that he belonged at that level I I think there is still – there's an opportunity for Judd to try out uh, at the Atlanta Elite 11, which I think is in, like, mid-May. And, uh, you know, from there, you have an opportunity to show what you got and rise up the rankings. Uh, So, anyways, I guess just what does this mean for the class, in your opinion, Gabby? Because quarterback does matter in yep. terms of attracting other players. So I've, I guess I have like two questions for you to go through, which isn't great podcasting, but number one, I think it'll be important to get Judd out there in terms of the seven-on-seven seven circuit, oh, yeah. whatever that means. Hopefully he performs well. Hopefully he can generate some buzz. Hopefully he can impress skill talent that Miami is also interested in. And he'll, like I said, he'll have the opportunity to show what he can do at the elite 11 that can help raise his profile as well. And also too, I'm just curious, you've interacted with him. Does he seem like an outgoing vocal leader type of guy? So those two things, what, what do those two things mean for this class in terms of through the lens of Judd Anderson?
0: Yeah. um, I I think that, I mean, just what it means for uh, what it means for the class. I mean, I think that. Really, I think it's about what you said, like getting him in that seven on seven circuit. I think it's just the exposure to him, right? I think it's even making sure that he's kind of around the program when they have other guys around, just kind of exposing him to some of the targets that that they have. I mean, what, what does that mean exactly? What does that look like? It could be, you know, through the seven on seven circuit and, you know, maybe tying him into... You know, one of these local seven on seven teams or or whatever it is, or just getting him back on campus uh, as much as possible and, you know, allowing him to interact with some of the outside playmakers. Like you said, I mean, we don't have to pretend that like this is a, you know, an extremely huge, splashy commitment because it's you know, it's not that. But I think that there's ways to uh, generate excitement about Judd. And again, if, if you're Miami and this is your guy then I think you're selling that on the recruit on the kids that you're recruiting. Like, look, we feel like this kid is, is a part of our future. We think that this kid is someone that could eventually play quarterback, right. You know, down the line. And, you know, again, you, you kind of sell the whole point of like, it's not a right away. This isn't a fix for 2024. Uh, Judd Anderson is, is 2026. You know, we think that in two, three years, He's someone that could eventually lead the program, so I think in in a way, like if you're Miami, that's how you're selling, like you know, the recruiting impact of what it means to get Chad Anderson. And then the second part of your question, just the way he, his sort of makeup, like, I think he knows that like what he is, you know, I think he's in it for the work. I think he understands that this is an offense that, you know, he could potentially thrive in down the line once he does kind of grow as a passer. I mean, he was talking to me about what he saw from that offense. He loved the way that they were spinning it around. They, and he was, you know, telling me how much they kind of value the way that he could potentially throw it. And again, just talking to people, you know, around the program, I think that there is excitement that he can be something like, I don't think this is something that they trying to convince even themselves with like I think that internally they legitimately believe that Judd Anderson is someone that is going to be a good quarterback at the University of Miami and help them win football games down the line and just kind of again that one interaction that I've had with him and I guess a couple more over the phone you know he seems like a smart humble kid that's that's about the work that's about the development and understands that You know, he has a ways to go and he's kind of all in. I think he is very much wired that way in terms of just like he's not going to just walk in here expecting anything. I think he's going to put his head down, uh, grind it out and, you know, look. This I feel like there was a very similar maybe just public perception after the Emory Williams take last year and again we don't know what he's going to be yet I, I, again there's still a long t- a long ways to go in his development and his process as a quarterback but we're watching him here in the spring and I think we can both agree David like there's something there and and what does that look like exactly uh, we don't really know yet but I think that there's encouraging signs that Emory Williams is someone that could eventually lead the program uh, you know if that's, a, if that's a situation that comes up again down the line I think we could be having a a similar conversation about Judd Anderson, uh, you know, a year from now where we're just like, Hey, look, if it's, if we're down, if, if, if we're projecting a couple years down the line after watching him, I think that Judd Anderson's someone that could, that could help the program as well. And I think that he fits the profile of what Shannon Dawson's done with quarterbacks. And again, I think he likes, uh, what Dawson could potentially turn him into. And so I think he's all for that long-term development.
1: And Gabby, what do you think this this commitment means for the quarterback room? Uh, Should Miami take two quarterbacks, whether that means either two high school players or a transfer and Judd Anderson? So a transfer either here in this April slash May window uh, or after the season, along with Judd, how do you view that?
0: Yeah, I mean I I definitely think that they need to either sign a second high school quarterback like continue chasing a second high school quarterback um or you need to go out and get a transfer. I mean, uh, assuming Tyler Van Dyke leaves after this 2023 season regardless of of how it goes, I mean you're going to once again be in a situation where you have three scholarship quarterbacks. Um, I don't think that that's ideal. Uh, I think it's important to have four scholarship quarterbacks. So, uh, if again, if that's a high school kid or e- either in this May window or in December, uh, you know, you get a promising transfer that was, you know, maybe even slides into that same Jake Garcia class. Like even talking to someone around the school yesterday and, you know, just their personal opinion is you, you want a quarterback kind of like in every class. So you almost want to get like a Jake Garcia aged uh, transfer or something like that, or or maybe just someone that can come in and, and compete with uh, Jakari, Emery Williams, uh, you know, for that 2024 job again, and, or let's see whatever, because again, it's going to be an open competition. I think that you need to bring in someone else to just continue to, you know, level up uh, or just to kind of emerge themselves, immerse themselves into that mix. Because again, I think you need to have quarterback right in 2024. I mean, with the trajectory of this roster and the way that it's going, I think that you have, I think the expectations are going to be greater in 2024, even than 2023 and then greater and greater as you continue on there. So I think you have to find a way to add a, a fourth quarterback to uh, this mix and uh, again is that another high school kid uh, maybe continue to chase an elite arm somewhere uh, go get another one that you like or go find a transfer that's looking for a fresh start and an opportunity and is willing to walk into a, a place where you know they will have a the ability to compete for a job I think you got to find a way to add a fourth arm to that room
1: yeah you you need four scholarship quarterbacks And, uh, you know, this is all under the assumption, which Tyler has just flat out said, Tyler Van Dyke has said, this is going to be his last year at Miami. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think however you want to structure it, I would personally go transfer addition to pair with Judd. And I do think Gabby, um, you know, this is my read and interpretation on taking a quarterback like Judd, who I, I do think has a high ceiling but need some time to develop. I do think taking that type of quarterback is an indicator of how they feel about the young quarterbacks currently on the roster, like Jakari Brown and Emory Williams. I think it's telling that they've, you know, they're willing to take a guy that's high upside, but, of, but you know, somewhat of a project in Judd Anderson. So we will wrap it up there. Uh, Miami's recruiting class, the ball is getting rolling here with Judd Anderson committing to the hurricanes. congratulations to him. appreciate everyone for listening and until next time take care.-
0: You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24/7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition.
1: Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.